ngane Wow, 
Wow, a timeless piece indeed, and uh, that's Margaret Singana saying we are growing higher and higher. And I think one of the lines that resonate with this kind of conversation right now is be a man and I'll add woman of, of courage, of greatness. And uh, that's what we aspire to be, all of us. And uh, what informs our narrative is what we're going to be focusing on. And right now, uh, joining us uh, on the line, Me Njidiale. I don't know whether I should say Me Njidiale because everyone else says that. Oh, I should say my sister, Angie Diale, who's a social worker and uh, also a psychologist, training uh, as a psychologist. Good evening. Uh, hello and welcome. I'm also Yay. going to do those blunders that evening, right? <laughs> 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 well, you always know when I speak to you, my yeah. heart is on my throat Aww. because I'm talking to this woman that is so forever oh, gorgeous man. that I love so right much. Right back at you, baby. Right back yes. at you. Thank you so How much. I you, love you princess? too. Princess is fabulous, eh? Princess oh, yes. is fabulous and uh, God's grace is still uh, in our midst and uh, we are humbled to just continue serving and uh, thank you that you occupy that space as well, that uh, beyond everything else that uh, introduced us to media we just continue having these positive conversations and help south africa uh, to just grow better citizens active citizens and better human beings 100 percent. i'd like to say two things before we start okay you know i love you but other people don't know so today they must know how much i love you For the longest time, you know I love you. I love you too, but but secondly, I want to say congratulations on your How TV show. I watch it with such amazement. You are a great inspiration. Keep on keeping on, my CC. You're doing amazing work. And we would like to thank the SABC for confidence in me as well. Aye, let me tell you a story. You see, you had to go out of Metro FM to get into SAFM. You know, we who know the God that we serve and how he moves. We never stress. Okay, we before know, I get accused of sending a check in your mail, <laughs> before I get accused of having sent a check into your mail, let, let's come back to today's conversation. Thank you so yes, much for dear. agreeing uh, to be our very first guest. What a humbling honor. Um, we, we're talking uh, overpopulation in South Africa. Is it yes. even a question that there's 52 million of us? I wish we could have someone who will send us stats on um, that even South Africa, is it big enough for us as we grow um, to, to just be overpopulated, to be a population of uh, more than 52 million? I think the first thing that is important for us to all understand is that there is no way that we can stop overpopulation in the midst of the challenges that we come from and the challenges that we are currently facing. Mm -hmm. Because if you remember, because of what made us meet the first time, myself and you, Mm -hmm. HIV, it is contributing 100% to the number of children in child-headed households who are having their own children because Mm -hmm. there's no mothers to give guidance in those households. So that's one factor. Mm -hmm. The second factor is some of our provinces don't have the high level of literacy that we expect that we should be having as a country at this point in time, 20-something years into democracy. So that is also a factor. But thirdly, one of the most uh, challenging situations about us is our economy, and fourthly, it is the issue of patriarchy and culture, how Mm. women are raised how they are supposed to think, how they are led into not believing themselves for who they are supposed to be and the power in them. Mm -hmm. So we enter into relationships because we think those are the things that will authenticate us and give us the strength of who we are, Mm -hmm. you know. And these are some of the things that are factors that fit into overpopulation. 
And maybe the other thing is the fact that when you are raised in a home where culture is the first thing that is more important, in a patriarchal form, of course, and the level of education that you have is low, you Mm. don't understand who you are yourself. There's three questions that I continuously ask everybody and myself. Who are you? Where are you going? How are you going to get there? Mm. If you think about those three questions, this is the basis of what human ecology is all about. Mm. Who you want to become in your future. But then what informs who you are going to become in future? Uh So I I believe this is what then puts us in a space where you end up having children to hold on to bad relationships by trying to please people. And then ultimately you look back, the number of children you have are not the children that you can look after. Mm. The number of children and the number of children you can't educate well in the best places you want to take them, including yourself. Uh, And so therefore these are the things that challenge us. So we look at uh, countries like China, I mean, um, having a population of more than a billion. And uh, in November, uh, before November 2013, uh, they had a policy that uh, uh, every family must only have one child, uh, which was reviewed um, post-2013. And in this instance, they looked at uh, the one policy might not be favorable for a child who's an only child in their home and allowed parents to have too. Is there anything that perhaps governments can do to help us? Um, you know, what, you're raising very pertinent points that if I don't know who I am, if I don't know what it is that I want out of life, um, you know, having children without planning, unplanned parenting will also be part of my script. So how do we um, ensure that we build a society, citizens who are aware that the more children I have, it actually impacts on, on uh, social security in our country? The, the first formidable uh, extent would be that homes change their narrative. From inside the house, let boy children and girl children be treated the same. And in most of the families that we are raised in, whether Gusolokshin or it's in the rural area, there's only one narrative. The boy child is the king, he's the family name carrier, he has to be given first priority. The girl Mm -hmm. children lag behind. So therefore, who you become as a girl is strengthless, dreamless, and unsure of who who you are. Mm -hmm. And the boy child is always consistently reminded that you must carry this name forward, you need to be educated, you need to be having a wife, you you need to be prepared to know how to use money. Uh, For us as girls, sometimes we find that even the issue of finances in the home is never discussed with you. You grow up, you start working, all you are thinking about is makeup and heels and looking good. You don't think about saving money, you don't think about what is going to happen after you pass matric, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's also spoken about in school. So I think that if we can get the family values and the school values sure. to work together, including the health values, that then will transform the economy of this country. And this then will transform every individual. For instance, your daughters and my daughters mm. of this generation are beginning to speak a different narrative that we were not speaking. Marriage is not their priority. Much yeah. as marriage is a godly given thing and it's a cultural given thing. But mm. our daughters are now beginning to say, girls my age are 21 and are multimillionaires. They are running companies out there in the world. You are living in a global uh, world now. I also want to be a global citizen. So they are thinking differently. And right. that is a narrative that we must encourage, not discourage. Let's not talk uh, to each other. We have a larger audience uh, that is joining this conversation. And we invite you to give us a call on 0891-104-207. And we also welcome your SMSs 40938, charged at 150. It's uh, 30 
1322. It's uh, 22 minutes past one. We take a break. When we come back, let's take your calls. This message is brought to you by the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs in KwaZulu-Natal. Did you know in KZN, our municipalities combined are owed 13 billion rand. With such a huge amount, so many things can be done to improve our lives. It is therefore important that residents, businesses and government departments pay for municipal services at all times so that our municipalities are able to discharge their duties without any financial constraints. We must pay for our electricity and report anyone who is stealing it. We must also pay for water because it is expensive for our municipalities to clean and pump it to our homes. Failure to pay for municipal services is a criminal offence with serious consequences. Be a good citizen and pay your levies at all times. Call Criselda now. 0891-104-207. To join us on this journey, this is uh, Lunchtime Live, uh, Lifetime Live, and uh, we're entering your lunch space and uh, talking life issues, uh, inviting you to give us a call. And uh, the topic uh, today is, uh, is South Africa overpopulated and what can be done either by government or us as citizens to just minimize uh, the impact on social security if uh, need be. And uh, these are positive conversations inspired by just us wanting to live better and influence one another to just be active citizens. Uh, we joined on the line by Angie Diale, who is a social worker and uh, she is a training psychologist uh, joining us uh, to give us uh, input. Uh, now, Angie, tell us about what you believe can be done by government. I believe that government can be given grants, but the grants must be given with a responsibility and an empowerment plan. Mm-hmm. That a grant becomes something that is a time-bound thing, that in everything where there are no boundaries, there is no way that an individual will grow. But if you are saying a situation right now, it's a child-headed mm-hmm. household, there's five of you, uh, three of you are in lower primary yeah. school, two of you are in high school, this is the amount that is due to you until you do you finish your metric and you go into FET. When you finish FET, we are giving you an opportunity to look for jobs in this area. And then we stop the grant. All right. You know, there's a responsibility to it. Let's quickly take your calls. All right. Let's quickly take calls. 0891-104-207. Tato, you are in Pretoria. Hello and welcome. Thank you. Um, You know what? I believe that what our government should be focusing on is not being corrupt and not stealing the people's money, but rather investing that money in a lot of things such as technology. Our technology is not advanced. Because if you look at our schools, we don't have computers and free Wi-Fi. And also with our infrastructure, that money should also be included in infrastructure, especially if you look at the rural areas. Our kids there are still studying under mud classes and they use paid toilets. And also with the lack of resources, we don't have textbooks and stationery. So why must the government increase that only for that vet to be used on throwing parties for the likes of Mahashulis? I mean, those people are corrupt, mm. evident enough. So the government must stop abusing power and give to the needy. So we are the people that they should be concerned about. They should stop being greedy. Got you. Thank you very much for that input. Tabi, so in Deben, hello, you're welcome. Hi, it's actually Tabi from Project Len. <laughs> hi, hi, welcome. 
Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to touch on your topic. Um, you made reference to South Africa being overpopulated. Um, thing is, because we are South African state um, operating under the NDP system, so obviously we are a developmental state. And comparatively, the basis that we are using is to look at other developing countries. But then we have a problem where we have um, poor resource allocation. Oh, pity. We lost you, Tabiso. Uh, we'll try, um, well, time permitting, we'll try and get hold of you. Uri uh, Fiele in Deben. Hello and welcome. Hello, thank you. Hi. Um, I think I agree with what Nidia just said in her last sec- or her last piece. Mm. I think we need a hard and a soft approach to this challenge. Mm. So whilst there's a societal, psychological, mental consciousness angle, there is something to be said for a more technical approach such as China's one. Yeah. Because whilst we have the resource challenges, our education quality is challenged, etc., if we don't make sure that our youth are properly educated, properly medicated or get health services, you just create a burden later on in life. The 56% of 18 to 24-year-olds are unemployed today or unemployable. Mm. In 10 years, you've got a crisis. Therefore, things like a two-child limit are important so you don't overburden your service um, infrastructure. Got Correct? And I think it will help the mental, psychological, social, etc. work because people will realize the importance mm. of acting, behaving in a certain way because guess what? Child number three is your problem. Aha, uh-huh. that's it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Urefile. Tabiso, and uh, thank you so much uh, for coming back. You have a minute uh, to wrap up your thought. Yes. Um, I basically wanted to talk about... Um, the, the, the topic talked about about overpopulation mm. and resource allocation yeah. because you know in South Africa we are a, we are under an NDP system but the only difference and I think the fault that we have as South Africa is that we use countries like China as a benchmark mm. but they have resources and we have misallocation of resources so mm. you know that comparative kind of falls short because we we actually if you look at NDP, you have to look at the amount of people that graduate and match it against the, the, the skills that are being, well, the jobs that are being created to match the number of people. Because yeah. we do not want, it, it, it's a matter of, do, are we overpopulated with people that are productive or overpopulated with people that are graduating and sitting back home and not actually helping push the GDP of the country? That's the problem. Thank you, Tabiso. Thank you. Well said. <laughs> in seconds, I honor you. Uh, May Angie, your last word in five seconds as uh, we conclude this conversation. My last word is that if we can be able to get our education, our housing in, in terms of homes and health system in place, then we'll be able to have an economy that is more viable. But also that in terms of our politicians, that our planning must be resourced by research. Not that we must just plan without having researched based on what we allocate as budget. must Got come you. from being researched. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you for thank you very me. much uh, for joining us. Uh, thank you for those God insights. And uh, up next uh, is uh, News Headlines uh, with Utsile Sako.